Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, boring. That's another new top you've got. That's The other top you were wearing last week was really lovely. You were wearing yes. a red dress was it a red dress you were wearing it was a red top i have got to start charity shopping i was in south birmingham this uh, last weekend and um there's places i go where they do a lot of shops <gasps> oh wow well, well, well you know i'm gonna go i got another winter coat i, I got two winter coats in the last oh week oh my god what, i've what got they, so many p and f- oh i'm gonna i'm gonna chat among yourselves i'm gonna get I'm wait gonna we're model. recording chat among yourselves have we, already we are recording we're recording, we are recording. i'm gonna model yeah that's fine you just chat among yourselves i'm gonna model my latest coat okay go on so you're going to go and put on a coat for to show us for, a, for a this audio episode record. of an audio recording of a i know podcast. i was like we're in the episode maureen is what's happening now <laughs> i mean oh no don't let that worry you i'll just pop out and get a coat Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. I don't understand, Alison, how Maureen is able to buy this many clothes for like such a... Uh, whenever I go into a charity shop, do you ever find anything? Not a like? single thing. Not a single thing. Oh, OK. She's put it on. She's put the coat on just for the listeners in case you're wondering what's yeah. going on here. Yeah, Maureen it's, has put it doesn't really a work coat for a on. podcast, does it? But anyway doesn't really work for a podcast no no it doesn't work um okay so let's have a look that's very nice it's got a fur trim black yeah, coat with a fur Dex, trim which is a good make and it's new and it's it cost new. me 20 quid 20 quid for I a mean. brand new coat that is an absolute bargain more and you're having a laugh aren't you yeah and i bought a 30 quid new coat well not 30 new, quid new me 30 quid that's a lot for you yeah on a charity but it's a really nice wintry wintry what color don't go back and get it for god's sake no no it's blue no blue. fur but no it's re- it looks really warm. <gasps> Good. But because, I, um, to be honest, that coat that you've been wearing for the last couple of years had to go. Had to go. No, the black coat. Maureen, you know the look at her. About. She's like, I'm not accepting that. There's still it, some wears in it. Oh, the... Oh, yeah. It was maybe. looking a bit worn. It was looking a bit worn, love. It is a bit worn. But, I mean, I've bought so many coats recently. And, then and I the fur some... coat's no good if it rains. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, you're just like a drowned rat in that. But, but now, I... look at this beautiful coat. 
I've got to stop buying clothes. I need a new flat just for the secondhand clothes. What's What's the Aww. most you've ever spent on on a thrift item, Maureen? What's the most you've ever spent? I would say thirty quid. Thirty quid. Thirty I think. quid. What's the least coat. you've ever spent? I know you but know that. But it was like a proper. Proper, really good quality. You coat. don't have to justify. Thirty quid is very reasonable. What What's it's, the well, least you've ever spent? That's a lot of money spent? for me. Yeah. Huh? What's the least you've ever spent? Uh, twenty five pence. I love it. What'd you get for twenty five pence? A I ring. A ring. <laughs> what did you say? A ring. <laughs> I know. Jen knew. Know. She knew the item. She could even picture the ring as what my guess. Oh. I don't. I know the cost of every single item of clothing that Maureen wears. <laughs> because because she will introduce it. an item of clothing and then tell me how much it costs. See this? Six pounds. This top, nine quid. These shoes, 48 pence. This ring, one pound. It's true, because you know, like some people like to like to do designer names. I This is me and my father. We like to boast about how cheap we've got everything. Yeah, sure. Why not? And this coat fits me. It's a size 16 as well. <laughs> I like that that's a bonus. And <laughs> and it even fits me, I've got a very similar coat like this that doesn't fit me that I bought. No, it doesn't close. It doesn't close. Yeah. This one closes. No. No, but it's, you good know, for, it's good if the coat, if you can close yeah, the coat. Yeah, it does, it does help the effect. But you know what? Help, I had so it? many clothes I put in my suitcase, I could hardly drag it along. And I had to wear this yesterday, even though it was really sunny, because I couldn't Yeah, I couldn't put it in the case. So I had to wear a winter's coat yesterday in, in, in 20-odd degree heat. And this is a good time to plug our Patreon. Listen, if you want to <laughs> see the coat that we are talking about, just join us on Patreon and you can get a visual. And, and Maureen, one day we'll do a fashion show. Maybe we should do a fashion show of all the items you have bought from a charity shop. Oh, no, uh, that would be that would be Tops New. That skirts charity as well. Um, huh? We'd be here for hours if I did that. It's half my wardrobe for charity. I don't well, buy you proper look... clothes. I just always only get charity clothes. Well, you seriously you do buy proper clothes, yes. Maureen. You do. <laughs> and actually, I think you're doing your bit for the environment because yes. what you're not doing is you're away. not buying brand new clothes yeah. that, that you don't wear. You're buying clothes that have been worn, that um, you do wear, and you're making... I mean, to be fair, every item that you're buying in the thrift store, you are wearing and you wear yeah. often. It's not like it stays at the bottom of your bed no. like some of the clothes that we have to talk about that you have had for over 25, 30 years that you will never, ever wear again, but you insist on hanging on to. But let's not talk about that now. <laughs> in case I become a size 10 again. In case Maureen says, what if I lose weight? I was like, you would have to have a degenerative disease to get back into that <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But I'm not, not, when, when, as we get older, if we start losing weight, if we start to lose weight like that, we're we're very very sick. Okay. On the, on the plus side, when I when I uh, pop my socks, whatever it is, pop my clogs, whatever the space. It's your is, clogs. Uh, what is it called? You should know that by the Sheila Martin joke. Yeah. Pop my what clogs. was the Sheila Martin joke? Oh, yeah. One of the most painful, painful ways. ways to die. <laughs> pop your clogs. Just your feet exploding. I've actually butchered that joke. You'll make anyway. you'll make a fortune on Vinted. Uh, can I just say, if anybody wants to check out Sheila Martin, she sadly doesn't gig anymore. It's Irish Sheila S H E L A G H Martin. There's a 20 minute clip of her on YouTube. It is absolutely fantastic. That's a good uh, sidebar to to that uh, conversation about your clothing, Maureen. Well done. Well, I'm glad you've had a good week. You've been shopping. You've been uh, gigging. You've been living your best bloody life. Alison, what have you been up to? I ate Turpin for the first time. Let's talk about that. Turpin? Uh, so What's Turpin? Was it Turpin? What's the name Terrapin? of the fish? What's the name of the fish I ate, Jen? Oh, Turbot. Turbot. I ate <laughs> Turbot for the first time. Not Turpin, everyone. I did not. She I ate, ate Dick Turpin. Turpin. <laughs> I, yeah. I, ate, I ate that fish with it. Look, 
My it was turbot, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, turbot. Because yeah, I was, was like, nice. what's turbot? And you're like, it's a lovely white fish. So I ate turbot for the first time. So basically, my 2010 New Year's resolution was to eat more fish, everyone. So I'm going back. I'm trying to complete that 2010 New Year's resolution. You didn't say which year, did you? You just said eat more fish. I just said eat more fish. Exactly. Thank you, Maureen. So I am doing it right. No, uh, you, we yeah. had a lovely... We went for this meal in uh, last week, this mm. was, uh, in Newcastle. Uh-huh. That um, my uh, producer Sam took us to. And we were supposed to go to a French restaurant, but we couldn't get in. And he said, oh, well, I booked this table at a pub, so should we just go there? We were like, yeah, sure. Yeah, so we went pub to meal. go yeah. to this pub um, by the quayside in Newcastle. And boy, oh boy, was the food absolutely out of this world oh. amazing. I mean, like everything. We We had had oysters. Monkfish cheeks. We had uh, oysters. We had, what was the other thing we had? Oh, uh, Uh, haggis. Haggis. A fancy haggis on toast, which was like. But with this sauce around it. What the hell was that sauce? Whiskey sauce, probably. Whiskey sauce, it was. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. Maureen, I've got to tell you, it was incredible. Now, I know you you don't eat blood pudding, and I don't want you to be physically sick. But Sam ordered a blood pudding as a, a a main meal, but it was spiced blood pudding oh. with um for our for our um US listeners and Aussie listeners, if you don't know what blood pudding is, is It's exactly don't, what don't it sounds ask. like. Don't, don't ask. <laughs> Do you know what Danny Boy calls it? Basically calls it a scab. Yeah, a scab. It is a scab. But it yeah. is was uh, anyway, he had it. It and I was like, Oh, I don't know if I could do a whole blood pudding for a oh. My fucking god! What I could was that? I could have eaten could that have... whole blood pudding. It was crispy what? on the outside. There was flavoring. To... It was. It was the most delicious thing. Yeah, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. We both had turbot, didn't we? Yeah, which was also very very delicious. In, in what was it's essentially just drowned in this butter. butter. What yeah. was the name of the pub, by the way, in Newcastle? Can you remember? Oh my god, what was it? <laughs> was it the bat? The bat. The bar, the barrow. I want to say the barrow. No, that's not right. Started with a B. Yeah. It's just an old normal pub at the bottom, wasn't it? It was nothing, nothing particularly exciting at the bottom. But then you go upstairs, there's dining rooms at the top. Um, and the was... food's incredible. And I can, we can really recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. We, oysters, can't, we don't know what it's called. <laughs> don't know what it's called. We, <laughs> well, really, we recommend really recommend it. it. We can really recommend it. I always feel like I should email go Sam right now. Go to every pub by the key. It? it was so good. <laughs> yeah, every single... But it, re- it reunited my love of fish. I mean, I've always loved fish, but I've decided I'm really going to dive into the world of more seafood and fish in the in the future. So that's that's my new thing. If anyone's got any great fish recipes, send them send them my way. Oh, I've got it. It was called the pub is called Broad Chair. Chair is C H A R E. Go to Broad Chair mm. Pub in Newcastle. I think it's just by the quay. By the quayside. And, try the blood uh, pudding. Oh, try, try the blood pudding. And the oysters. Oh, my God. The oysters involved. were like butter. They melted in our mouths. Just, oh, oh, God. God damn it. It was great. It was it great. It was the best, yeah. That yeah. was the best part of that entire week. <sighs> was that meal. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's my week. It's fast. I'm fantasizing about fish now, everyone. So um, I have also had a week uh, um, back swimming again now that I've got a bit of time off, which Yay. has been really lovely to get back in the sea. I know, it's so boring, isn't it? I mean, what do I talk about? Touring oh. and swimming. What is uh-huh. it? It's got to be... I'd love to say tell you there's more going on, but there there actually isn't. Um, and... Uh, You've got new sofas. Oh, yeah, but that was... Well, that was ages ago. But, yes, I have got new sofas, Maureen. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed to eat near them. 
Well, nobody is. <laughs> nobody is because they're brand new sofas. It's not personal to you, Maureen, although you more than most people, I wouldn't let anywhere near those sofas <laughs> with food. You and the children are definitely banned. Or a coffee. Yeah, we're banned. Yeah, basically Maureen's not allowed on the sofas. <laughs> I'm doing a self-ban because uh, they are what, Jen? They're velvet. They're velvet. Yeah, so you so can't sit on them. Self-ban over here. <sighs> yeah. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. I think Chloe's trying to tell us something, Alison. <laughs> Chloe doesn't want us in the house. And every piece of furniture is velvet. Maureen, you can't eat anywhere. Alison, you'll hate every piece of furniture. <laughs> I see what she's doing. It won't work. Uh, we're still coming uh, over. <laughs> you're still coming over. Yeah, you are. You're coming over. We've already booked uh, some time. We've already booked a week where you can come over, Alison. I yeah. seem to remember. I'm pre-ordering blankets to send to the house to just cover all the furniture. We've got yeah. blankets we would put on the furniture for you. How about that? That's how much we love you. And they've got some plastic covering for me. Yeah, exactly. Maureen, go to the Maureen cupboard, go to the Allison cupboard. (laughs) Cover the furniture, they're coming over. Maureen's got an all-body bib, which we bought. (laughs) I want you to have one of the catchy bibs, right? With a little... Oh, no, it's full PPE. (laughs) (laughs) And for everyone around her. Uh... But both of you, as as you know, are always welcome. <laughs> anyway, what a week we've had. Uh, I've really got to ramp up my ideas, haven't I, about stuff to talk about? Because uh, so far it's uh, just touring and swimming. But I will. You wait. Once, once this tour is over and it will end this year, just to let you know, I will have some other stories to tell. But for now, let us return to the younger that will always be Maureen because she has a moment that she must record for us, and it is her Be More Maureen moment. I messaged Jen, I have just put olive oil in my eyes. <laughs> I was like, sitting there going, why is it so blurred? I, I mean, you can't make this shit up, can you? <laughs> oh. It's fine in the end, but I wouldn't recommend it. No, you wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. <laughs> told this story but I this is a while back I was in a cafe I was going to a course in Stratford and I was hanging you know wait killing time before the course started and so it was near closing up time so I said so I need to go to the loo the loo was upstairs so I had a, they're all waiting for me to leave do you know what I mean I'm like the only person and it's <laughs> so they're all sitting there and they all watch me go upstairs and as usual I hadn't bothered putting any makeup on or done my hair or anything so I do that in the toilet put makeup on brush my hair little things like that come back down to find that everybody's gone home and they've locked me in the cafe. <laughs> they forgot I'd gone to the toilet. <laughs> and I know, I know middle-aged women are meant to be invisible, but I was like, this is taking the piss. I mean, they all saw me go up there. And I was like... And Maybe they thought you'd come back down. They must have thought you'd come back down. But, or... Yeah, because also, know. like, you know, my makeup routine does not take a long time. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like yeah. I spend hours doing makeup. It's like, blah, blah, blah. that's it, sorted. And um, it was in part of Stratford, um, you know, the old shopping, Westfield hadn't been, didn't exist in those days. So it was the, the old Stratfield shopping centre. And I managed to find a number and I phoned the security guard of Stratford and I went, look, I'm stuck in this cafe. And he thought <laughs> I was making it up. I was like, why would I make this up? Like, why would I make up the fact that I'm in the cafe? I said, you can come to the window and you will see me in the cafe. So I had to really argue with him uh, to get hold of the owner then the owner came and um, let me out. Didn't apologise or anything. Just went. Oh, classic. And, uh, no apology. And let me out of the cafe. And then I had to turn up to this course and explain I was late because I was locked in a cafe, which seemed really <laughs> un. Like you know what? Does that sound like a realistic re- excuse? 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I was locked in a cafe down the road. So, yeah, I was locked in a cafe. Oh, Maureen. That would actually be a bit panic-stricken if I oh, got no, locked in a cafe. Oh, no, there was food, wasn't it? There was food. There was food. Oh, yeah. I know, love, but even so, you don't want to sleep in a cafe, do you? Was there one second of you that was kind of disappointed that you weren't locked in with the food all night? Was there one? No, but because I was a bit pissed. I was pissed off because I wanted to go, you know, yeah. I was going on this, I was on this course. Maybe if I hadn't, didn't have anything planned, but I had a course to go to, didn't I? <laughs> Maureen, I feel for you. That's stressful. But you know, we're talking about being an invisible woman. And also, in, in, in your defence, on this instance, not your fault. It wasn't my yeah. fault because... I had walked. I'd walked past about four members of staff. Yeah, and they must have just not gone. Your fault at all. Oh, she must have just. And then they were all by the door that I'd gone they up. Did, so it was like they didn't check the no, toilets they... before they locked up. No. Yeah. No. That's actually unacceptable, Maureen. And on this occasion, I'm on your side. Thank I you. hate it when I have yeah. to be on Maureen's side. It actually spoils the whole thing. But on <laughs> this occasion, Maureen, I'm absolutely on your side. What a bloody load of old nonsense! You're stuck in that calf. And the worst bit was arguing with the security guy going, yeah, yeah, you're having a laugh. I said, I'm not having a laugh. I'm in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, this, uh, this is a hilarious moment where I pretend to be in a cafe when I'm not. <laughs> I'm a full-grown woman pranking you right I'm now. A, like, Yeah, I'm an adult phoning another adult to pretend to be in a cafe. <laughs> uh, I, I, I imagine you get these calls all the time, hey. uh, judging by your response. You bell, come and get me. How long did you have to wait in the cafe I before they came to get I you? I can't remember. It wasn't that long, I don't think. But I was like... What did you say to him when he opened up? I can't remember, to be honest. But I, you know... I bet it wasn't. I bet you weren't smiling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Miss Diplomatic. Oh, can, oh no, that's something... I'm going to save that one. She no, just no, no. It's it. just like... like something that happened last week was... was um, we, we, I was in a gig with this guy, Finley, Finley Christie, and um, it was pissing down with rain. And he was trying to get somebody from the audience to give us a lift and it wasn't working. <laughs> so I just shouted, can anyone give us a lift to 251 Birmingham Road, the travel lodge? Anyway, we got a lift. <laughs> Mr. Look, we all agree that in that instance, we all were like, where's Maureen? <laughs> Do you know what? You d- you've done that. I mean, oh, when, I when you used to run that gig, gig at the Kitchen Garden Cafe and you needed a, a lift to the station, Maureen would go, you'll give me a lift to the station. Not like, would you mind giving me a lift to the station? would be like, Lynn, you'll give us a lift to the station, oh, won't yeah. you? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I stayed acts. in people's houses because Maureen was like, you don't mind if Alison stays at your place yeah. tonight, do you? And I literally, <laughs> I stayed with that person again because I was like, well, Maureen said I could. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I remember Mandy Moodin needed to leave after she was on and I got somebody during the show. So they're missing part of the show and they gave them a lift to the station and back. It's 20 minutes away. Yeah, yeah. Alex is laughing so hard. Yeah, yeah at Alex, the end, it's true. At the end of Birmingham, I'd always go, can I get a lift to Hall Green? Because that's where I stay. And someone would always. Taxi, doesn't it? Yeah. And also, you know what? You, you're putting it out there and people can say no, can't they, yeah. Maureen? Yeah. Well, well at least, At least they... It, yeah, theoretically can, but obviously, <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> um, Maureen Younger, thank you very much for your Be More Maureen moments. We're, we've really, we're really easing into this series with these Be More Maureen moments. We haven't yet experienced a true blue BMM, have we? Perhaps you know, that like one changing. where we all just go. I was going to say, well, she's doing all this work on herself. Are we wow. going to lose yeah. the moments? No, we're not no, going to lose the moments. I don't believe moments. that. No. I don't believe that for a second. 
I know for a fact that we're gonna we're gonna be getting half a dozen more before the end of next week. I've just thought of one actually. Yeah, start writing them down. See, there we go. There's never a lack. There we go. We've literally finished one, and she's already thought of another. Maureen, thank you for your being my Maureen moment. What a joy. But now, again, we turn back to the wise owl of the group. It is Alison June-Smith, and it's time to ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. That's me being a wise owl. There we yeah. go. All right. Here. Uh, so we got. <laughs> thanks, Alex. Alex really liked that. I appreciate that. Nobody else laughed, but woo-hoo, that's for you, buddy. All right. Uh... <laughs> I'm here for the hoo-hoo. Oh, I just got that. Sorry. <laughs> Mine's still writing. I'm still writing. So <laughs> Absolute classic. Ah, thank you. That is the only imitation I can do accurately. Okay. Here we go. So. Uh, again, what about I've... an Australian owl? Can you do an Australian owl? Oi, no, I'm not even going to do it, everyone, because then our Australian le- listeners will no longer tune in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'll will, be that. It'll sound Jamaican. Anyway, because uh, I am the worst at accents. Uh, so thank you for people for writing in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, I haven't praised everyone enough. I am so grateful that we are getting so many problems now. You are writing in regularly. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm not a professional. I have no accurate advice. All I can do is suggest. So this week, our uh, our problem. What would your advice be when you have gone through a breakup where, there, where the other person has cut ties and asked that you don't reach out to them or their family, but it seems they accidentally and awkwardly have something of yours uh, that had belonged to a loved one who has passed. Okay. So, uh, I would read the whole problem. Basically, I'm going to summarize at this point. What has gone on is they've kind of, they broke up. They've kind of been in touch a little on and off because in their relationship, they were good communicators. They said, let's end the relationship, uh, but we'll always still be friends. We'll get along well. Good communication. The other person has decided they just they just can't handle it. So they just, they're like, I, I can't talk to you. Uh, you know, they, you know, with respect, I uh, have to have the distance. And part of me respects a person when, when you know you can't engage with a person. And it's hard, even if you do amicably break up, even if you do, you do need to have that space. So, you know, I'm at least great. I think it's good that the other person knows their, their, their boundaries. Okay. But the hard part is now they have this item. The person wants the item back. Uh, you, they have emailed, they have tried to get a hold. The person is not communicating, I think because they just want to have distance and maybe they're worried that this is a way to, you know, engage again. So what can you do in a situation? If it's a personal item, you need to get it back. Uh, This is what I've come up with. So I love that you're emailing. They've emailed to contact the person because I do believe that is the most respectful way of trying to communicate with a person when you are distancing, right? Phoning, contacting people that they know, that's a bit too close. So well done you for doing the emails. I always feel email is the most respectable way of doing it. What I want to suggest is in the email, could you suggest different ways of getting the item? Maybe a third party could go get the item. Do you have a mutual friend 
that could go get the item. Uh, that way it's not you having to interact because maybe that's the thing. Maybe they're just like, I can't handle seeing you. Could you offer to maybe get an Uber to deliver it to you that you could pay for? Um, could you arrange a place, a place to meet or a place that they could drop off something and then you could go get it? I think in the emails, if you give these suggestions so they know this is not a way that you are trying to communicate with them, you know, you genuinely want this item back, if you list a bunch of reasons or ways that you can get this item back without interaction, I think that might be a nice place to start. Um, and then, I mean, the only place other that you can go to is, I don't want to say get legally involved or, or, you know, but you can, you can contact um, the police. But again, I don't want this to seem like you're going drastic. Um but you can ask to get a police escort to get your belongings, maybe make an arrangement to retrieve things. Now, the police are very busy. They don't always have time. So it's not what they would call a high priority thing. Um, so you might have a bit of a long wait, but it is advisable to speak with your local station as some forces will have different policies. So they might be able to help you out. But I like to think if you clearly communicate all these things in an email to this person, that they will understand. So those are the first steps that I'm going to say to you. I think that's about all you can do at this point. Um, they've asked you to not be in touch with their family. I respect this. But you do have every right to get back this object. So I would just start off with an email explaining all the options. You know, I just need this item back. I like to think this person that is a good communicator from your past will understand and not just block you. Um, that is the best advice I can give you at this point is, is those suggestions to really clearly communicate ways that it's not a direct interaction. That That's what I think. I think yeah. getting, getting a, a, a mutual friend to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Third I did it for a friend. Yeah. If that, if that yes, yeah. I did it for a friend. This is a long time ago, but... Yeah. She had a an acrimonious uh, breakup with her partner, and you know I got on with him, so it was fine. And me and a friend went round and collected all of her stuff from the flat, yeah, um, on her behalf. And um, he was cool about it, yeah, you know, because he didn't want to see her and she didn't want to see him, um, and so because it's a mutual friend because we knew him he he knew we weren't going to like you know cause any problems or make a scene or anything and so that was the easiest and the best way in that particular circumstance to do it so i feel like that is often a much easier way than doing it i think involving the police it just makes a, things think, worse that's well, just drastic oh yeah and i just don't think the police i have i mean look, given how underfunded they are i just don't know how they would have the time to be able to do that but certainly if you have a friend that is mutual that you can say would you mind going on my behalf and they can do i they can do all the emailing as i did yeah yeah i don't think she should email him directly she should get the mutual friend to direct to email oh so, maureen that's great yeah even a, a step further apart yeah. because that's the thing even if it's an amicable breakup it, it just gets tricky sometimes you just need to not so i, I respect a person for being like i can't do this however yeah. you know you you want your item back you yeah. can say listen i'm contacting you on behalf of my friend who you 
your ex, your partner, um, because they would really like to get this thing back. It's really important, as you know, this belonged to their member of their family who passed and this yeah. has sentimental value. Um, could you let me know when is a good time for me to come and collect it or where we could meet, where I could come and pick it up? And I'm yeah. sure that person is going to be like, yeah, sure, I'll get yeah. rid of it. From here we go. Because they do, probably do, do, don't do, do, do. want that item. That item's going to remind them of you as well. So they Absolutely. probably, yeah. And yeah. they might not even, do you know what I mean? It yeah. might not even be on their mind. It probably won't or be they on might their mind. thinking... They probably won't, but even if it is, they'll probably be like, I don't want to have to contact them to tell them about it because I just don't yeah, want to yeah, have yeah. to speak to her. Yeah. All of those things, if you can find a mutual friend, I think is the best way to go about it. But yeah, yeah it is tricky. These things are tricky. Breakups are hard. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry you're going through the breakup, but it sounds like you both, you know, you know this is what has to happen. So best of luck to you. But yeah, and I love the idea, like you guys said, even getting a third party to email because maybe this person doesn't even want to open up the emails. Uh, again, I respect that. I mean, I've had that from somebody who was being very, who's quite manipulative and I didn't, I still haven't opened the email. I've kept it, but I never opened it. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, I just, I just, I just can't be bothered. Yeah. So that might be what happened. So that's a, that's an excellent that's an excellent idea, gang. So that's that's where we're at. That's what we think you should do. But I wish you the best of luck. And, uh, you know, breakups are always a nice, fresh start in life. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, they're absolutely dog shit to begin with. Yeah. And then um, they do open up eventually. And, you, yeah, you can yeah. start Or do what fresh. I do and never go out with anyone. And then you don't have the breakup. Absolutely never address loads of issues from your past and remain single for the rest of your life. That is also an option. It is an option. Yeah. One of the two. See how you go. See how you go. You do you. This is why I don't do the advice section. Absolutely why uh, no one's coming to you for relationship advice, Maureen, as much as I love you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking. What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry. <laughs> Alison, let's be honest. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> thank you very much, Alison June-Smith, for your advice. As always, on point, uh, it's televisual time. 
the time for our casual televisual experience. Shush, 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 shush. Oh, wow. Really I, down the toilet. This is TV time. I'm doing TV this time. Law and Order Organised Crime. Yes. <gasps> On Now TV and Sky TV. Hell. No, I love Law and Order. Law and Order is fantastic. So, for those of you who don't know, it's, it's Law and Order Organised Crime. For those of you that don't know what Law and Order is. Go, it's the oldest show, oldest crime wow. show. Wow. But no, but like Elliot Stabler was 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 part of SVU and then the, the actor had a fallout with the producers over money and then he he disappeared um, halfway through the, the, the various series. Um, so, it's his own show now. So, he's he's back. He's an undercover cop. I have to say... Uh, the guy who plays him, I think Christopher Maloney, is very, very good at playing a tough guy because it's very hard to do. You get actors who play tough. He doesn't play tough. He just comes across as, an, you know, you, he's really good at being a tough guy, but with a bit of a soft centre. You can you can believe he's an ex-Marine. He's a bit like Bond in that he finds himself in all these death-defying situations and somehow always comes out alive. Um, there is a point where he's on TV because he's... He, 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 um, kind of discovers this a corrupt group of cops and then he's back up to being undercover because apparently the criminal fraternity in New York don't watch the news. Um, <laughs> 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 which, is, which is lucky for him. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but you know, is there, I, I mean, I do, because I, I caught up with all the series, there was loads of them and then it's, it's dropping every week and I'm really, and I'm catching up on it. And they're also doing this thing now because him and Olivia Benson uh, from SVU, they were always good partners, but now there's this looks like a relationship is going to develop between oh, them. Oh no! Yes, because his wife his wife got killed in the first episode of of the organised crime thing, oh, so the path is did. clear. It's handy. The so, path is um, clear. There's a kind of do they will they work, and I kind of like the fact they were just good friends and there was nothing going on because I can Me relate too. to that. Yeah. But now there's this kind of will they won't they? So uh, what I'm guessing because there's the last two episodes of both series. There's like a mashup, so I'm guessing one of them will, the you know they'll get together and one of them will get shot, or kidnapped, or something will happen to one of them and they'll be like, why didn't we say this earlier? Because I think the problem is if they do get together, then where does it go from there? But anyway, that's a big thing going on. But I'm really enjoying it. It's um, I mean, I know I've been taking the piss slightly, but it is an above average, you know, crime procedural, procedural. show. It's really well written. It's really well filmed. It's really well acted. He is br- he is really good as 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 Elliot Stabler. Yeah, and um, you know because he just I, I remember seeing an actor try and play um very uh, scary, dangerous, and it was just too much acting. Ways he just is it, and I just think he's brilliant in the role, and I would recommend it. I, Maureen, I love it. And Law & Order, there's so many bloody episodes and so many seasons <laughs> that you can... Every time I'm like, I've never seen this one. I know. I, yeah. But also you yeah. don't mind watching them again. And also in the first ep- first two series, Dylan McDermott plays the baddie. And it does, he does turn into... I mean, he's good, but he turns into a pantomime villain by, this, by the second <laughs> season. The amount of evil stuff he does, it's just like you expect Jaws music to come on in the background every time he appears. I mean, it is a bit <laughs> ludicrous, but... Um, yeah, so yeah, I would recommend it. Well, uh, a solid recommendation there from Warren Younger, yeah. a Law & Order procedural. If you've heard of Law & Order, uh, you may not have. Um, <laughs> this may not be the one to start with. There's another <laughs> 925 series of various other Law & Orders to get through before. Um, otherwise, you won't understand what's happening. 
Thank you for your recommendation, Maureen. That's, uh, you know, I, I like a procedural drama because it's often it's quite comfort TV. There's a resolution at the end of the episode yes. and I do like that. Yeah. So, um, and you can get that if you have Now TV in this country, which is the UK. If you live outside of the UK, no idea. Do some research. I'm sure it's on somewhere, though. It'll be on somewhere. And there's it's always Lana. a Lord on somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> I hope that helps. It'll be on somewhere. Absolutely somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have been watching a show. <laughs> I always have to have a, a, a some sort of uh, horror show on the go, don't I? But this one is called From. Do you know about this one, Alison? Mm. It's on, you can watch it on Amazon Prime or Now TV if you're in the UK. Um, it's a horror fiction series. It stars um, Henry, oh, well, sorry, Harold Perrineau. I think he was originally in Lost. This is a this is yes. like Lost. Yeah. This is kind of like Lost. Yeah. Um I never watched Lost, but what I understand of it is is they're on an island and they can't get off it. Um the residents of a small town somewhere in America, I don't think they even know where they are, struggle to find a way out when mysterious unknown forces keep them from leaving. So what happens is people are traveling all over different to parts. To wherever of, they're going, yeah. To wherever they're going in America. They might be in Nevada, they might be in Michigan, they might be in Florida. And they're driving and then they find themselves at a, a road where there is a tree in front of them and the tree blocks the road, okay? And then they have to go back on themselves and then they never, ever find their way out. Yeah. And they just keep going round and round and round in a circle until... They end up at this town, which is the only town that they can find where there are residents to say, hey, can you let me know how to get the hell out of, to get off this? We want to get back onto the freeway. But everybody in the town knows. Uh, you're stuck here now. Yeah. You're never going to find the freeway. You're stuck in this town. And when you're stuck in this town, you better make sure that at night you're not outside because that's when they come out from who knows? Um, so that is the premise of the show. I have started series two. I don't know if it's good or not. <laughs> it is. I loved it. I was in the moment I started watching. Yeah. Okay. So Alison's in. Um, I mean, it's it's doing what it says on the tin. Yes. It's a, it's a horror. It is scary. Yeah. It is got. It isn't. It isn't desperately gory, but. Nope. Well, actually, no, it is a bit gory, isn't it? Well, there's there always... is gore in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is gore in it. It's not as gory. If you've, if you've watched The Walking Dead, it's not anywhere near no. that gory, no. not even close to that. But it, there is stuff in there where you're like, and there is scary bits in it and shocks. And it does, it, it is part of the horror genre, definitely. Um, and it's creepy and it's spooky. And But I'm just watching it going, oh, God. I don't know how they're going to end this. You know, when you're in a show going, I don't know that the end is ever going to justify this journey. No. I think unless they know, because with Lost, they never knew what the ending was. And so it was really, really crap. I really hope with this series that the writers are going, this is the arc. It's five series long. And then at the end, this is how they escape or this is how they don't escape. This is how everyone dies or whatever the story is. Do you know what I mean? Because if they don't have that figured out, I'm going to be really fucked off. But sometimes they have that problem because, you know, with 24, which was really big, big success when it first came out, they only wrote eight episodes because you they were it was shown for eight episodes and then they didn't know whether it was going to be 
carried on. So when they, they did the next eight, actually some of it didn't make sense from the beginning because they hadn't thought through the whole plotting. Well, every series was 24 episodes, wasn't it? Wasn't the whole point was that it was Yeah, but 24. they only did, but then you did, I think they tried, they filmed the first eight or something or the first half of it. So they, when they sure, wrote 24. Yeah, they only wrote the first half. So they only went, we'll only do the first eight hours of this 24. They commissioned the first <laughs> bit, that's all. Don't blame me, I'm not the commissioner. I just think if you're going to write a show and that every hour is an episode, that you do 24 episodes. You'd yeah, have an idea for 24 been, episodes. They've only been progr- they've only, they've only, anyway, that's, that was the story. Right. Well, I think really as writers, have a, little, have a little bit of ambition and imagine that it going to 24. All right. Well, it stops at eight hours and that's when it, we'll just stop in the middle of it. We know, we'll never know what happens. Well, you know, but that happened, that happened with Outlander, that they had the first nine i think episodes and then it, it then they carried on for the other five because it was such a success for the first season but if you're going to start a series which has a mystery yeah have an idea of what the mystery is not like it's a mystery to us even to us <laughs> as writers but sometimes like, sometimes jen what? the journey the story is the interesting part i mean come on we're at the point in no, life where no, 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 no you no, won't no. accept that <laughs> Not if there's no ending. Not if like, and we never know. And do you know what I mean? Like, have yeah. an idea of what happens at the end, people. You know, like that. The end. People seem to think that the ending isn't important. But Stephen King apparently never knows the ending of his stories. That's the thing that he, he does when he's written the book, though. Yeah, but and he's selling it. it. Yeah, but at yeah. the beginning, he, he sold you a book. He's got a beginning, middle, well, and an end. That's different from a book from a film. Anyway, Alison, let's move on because this is turning into a horror story of our own. <laughs> what is what's the horror? What's your horror recommendation? No, I just want to go back to what you were going to say then, Maureen. That's different from writing a movie. So when you no, write a movie, you, you don't you know don't, the ending. You don't send half a book to get printed and say, oh, if it's a success, I'll write the you other half. You don't send half a movie to get made. No, you but send a whole movie to get made. I'm talking about TV series. Anyway, Alison, for fuck's sake, interrupt us and talk about your horror movie. <laughs> no, no, I just want to go back to this. No. Yeah. If you're pitching a series, which yeah. is a mystery, yeah. okay, have an idea what happens at the end of the mystery. If I was a TV exec, I'd go, but what happens? Where do you see this ending? I wouldn't be like, I guess we only need to know what happens at the beginning. Wouldn't you be like, I'd love to know where you imagine this might end. I'll let you know when I become as a, a TV As a exec. commissioner. Anyway, Alison. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I wonder. Isn't that a reasonable request? And maybe there's a variety of Is this of going endings? to end? Yeah. And how do you see it? It could I'm end asking. this way. This going it could to end, end that way. <laughs> Is it going to end that way? How do you see this going to end? I don't think that's an unreasonable question to ask. Yeah, and it... that is the only thing I want to know from this show, is if I'm going to invest in 20 episodes, which I have, which I will be, and there's going to be another 20 episodes. I just want that to be a good ending. That's all. Well, yeah. Alison, let's go to the horror. <laughs> no, Maureen. <laughs> no. These are reasonable mm-hmm. questions yeah. to ask. Yeah. Sorry, who's got the... And I'm... Uh, Jen, who's got I'm, the appointment I'm they need asking, to get to? <laughs> I'm asking it. You're the one who needs to get to the appointment. We're skipping cultural corner, Maureen. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. <laughs> no, we're skipping... I don't, I, don't, I don't need to go back to why we were running late in the first place. <laughs> if, if there is a TV commissioner listening, if you could write in and explain if why a TV, TV show will get commissioned without a solid ending. Maybe they gave a variety of endings. Alison, they stop encouraging that. Jen. Fucking tell I... us the horror <laughs> recommendation. I'm going to go straight to Cultural Corner. I'm trying to find a happy middle ground. Alison, sometimes this... it doesn't work. It just doesn't. Oh, God. I know you're Canadian, but you just got to live with it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
I'm going to jump into my movie then. Uh, so, the horror movie. I've never seen Maureen more excited about me talking about a horror movie, and that's just because she wants out of this discussion. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so this week, my horror movie. Very different from last week. Look, this is one that will only be for a few. <laughs> but the reason I've chosen this, the whole idea of a breakup, relationships, an item that is of significance, I'm going to recommend the movie Hellraiser, everyone. Now, Hellraiser is, it's one of the horror movies that is, it's a franchise, started many years ago. It's been around for a while. Yes, there is gore. Yes, there is blood. Again, this may not be for everyone, but here's the summary. A woman discovers the newly... (laughs) Go with me here, everyone. Please bear with me. A woman discovers the newly resurrected, partially formed body of her brother-in-law. She starts killing for him to revitalize his body so he can escape the dynamic beings that are pursuing him after he escaped their sadistic underworld. Okay. I know. We're going on a real... really dark. It is dark. But the reason why I went with it is because there's this box, this puzzle box that I was like, ooh, it's an item. And anyone who finds this puzzle box and starts to, you know, unsolve... And the puzzle box only comes to people that kind of have done some rotten things in their lives. And basically, when you figure out the puzzle box, boom, demons come and they take you away to a horrible place. (laughs) So, I know. It's great. But this woman was so in love with this brother-in-law, right? She was so in love. She was having an affair. She was in love with this person. So she is basically helping him crawl out of the the, the underworld. Uh, is it for everyone? Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> is it something that maybe you should watch during a breakup? Yeah, yeah. To remind you that you should just move on and let go. Like, you don't want to be stuck trying to get people to give to a, a satanic underworld. It's it, Move on sometimes. And, and maybe objects aren't always worth tracking down. I'm just putting that out there. Watch this movie, uh, everyone. If, if you're into satanic... Again, this isn't for everyone. Okay? <laughs> I, I, this Al- isn't for everyone. Allison, it sounds really terrifying. Yeah, and, it is. This is a true um, horror movie, everyone. Yeah. It's one of those movies that if you watched on your own, you'd, you'd have to sleep with the lights on. Yes. Yeah, it oh, okay. is. It's it is one, one of those. those. Right. Okay. Maureen never, I mean, forget I've even talked about it. No. no. But for the few horror fans that are out there, Hellraiser, it is one of the classic series. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it, even the poster is terrifying. Terrifying. Pinhead. He's one of the scariest monster kind of, yeah, people that have, I've, yeah. I've never watched it. it. It scared me just when, when, when it, it got so much... Um, PR, didn't it, when it came out? Oh, when when yeah. did it come out? Uh, I was just trying to look that up right now. When did it come out? I'm looking at IMDb. Where's my years? It's 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 not new. Everyone. 1992. Yeah. No, no, that's 90, no, that's Hellraiser 3. 1987. 87 is when it came out, everyone. Yeah. Well, okay, so I was just a kid, so I think that's probably why. But it's still terrifying. I got to say this for 1987. If you want to scare, this will give you a scare. Yeah. Well, you can watch it all over the shippity shop, but not least Amazon Prime. You won't be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But also, if you have now movies, I think you can watch it on there if you're in the UK. So... Get the living budget. It's we, it's practically Halloween, isn't it? So yeah, Hellraiser. Give it a go. Yeah, it's going to be Halloween in like just over a week. So yeah. uh, that could be one to like uh, really get yourself in the mood. You bet. Thank you very much, uh, Alison, for your horror recommendation. Let's head back to Maureen Younger for what hopes to be a very quick cultural corner. 
Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> no, it is. You'll be pleased to know it is a very uh, quick cultural corner because it's book. Club. I'm talking about book club. Da, 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 da. Which will be on the 25th of October, Wednesday. Wednesday, the 25th of October. Okay. 7:30 UK time. Uh, this month's books was Graham Greene, was a great British writer. We did we did um, Third Man. Our Man in Havana. The th- no, the Third Man, which actually he wrote, but he was writing the script, and because he wanted to, he needed to write a like a prose version in order to kind of flesh out the script. And you can tell the film is a lot better. Um, it's only 98 pages, so it's a very quick read. And the other one we we wrote we read of his was Brighton Rock, which is a much better book. And it's about all the kind of little gangs that used to be in Brighton after the war. You don't really think of Brighton now as like this these little protection rackets, razor guys. It's very late forties, early fifties. And so it's a, and the main guy is called Pinky, is a seventeen year old who's who's very scary. Uh, it's quite frightening because he's a very young. And there's also a very good film with Richard Attenborough black and white British movie called Brighton Rock, which I totally recommend. Yes, I'm, yeah, 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 I can remember And that. he's really good in one? it. Richard Attenborough's playing Pinky. And he was quite, he was, I think he was a lot older than at the time, but he's really, really good. It's a really good, um, forgot who the female actress is in it. She's also really good. And next month's book is called The Manning Tree Witches, given that it's kind of around Halloween. And basically, fear and suspicion take root among the women of Manning Tree when the witch finder general comes to town. So England, <laughs> that's my own background music, if you're wondering. England. <laughs> so Warren's it, got her own drama, drama music. Like, yeah, like also, when I'm showing wearing clothes, I'm like... Da, da, da. Anyway, England, 1643, and puritanical fervour has gripped the nation in Manning Tree, depleted of men since the Civil War began. The women are left to their own devices, and Rebecca West chafes against the drudgery of her days. But when Matthew Hopkins arrives, he was a very famous, infamous, I should say, witchfinder general, real character... Asking bladed questions and casting damning accusations, mistrust and ease seep into the lives of the women. Caught between betrayal and persecution, what must Rebecca West do to survive? I mean, her own time to be a woman in those days. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be next next week's book. And it was the on the shortlist for the Costa Book Awards. 2021. Brilliant. And if people want to uh, join the book club, you know, new listeners, which I know we do have new listeners. Yes, we do. Um, who may not uh, know about the book club, what, what can there's where, a, what should they there's do? There's a WTB book club Facebook page, so if you join that. And then that will announce, that will give you the times and the links to when the we, we do a Zoom book club. Yeah, do, if if that's up you, if, because I think sometimes people are like, oh, I don't have time to go to a book club or I have to physically go somewhere. This is all online. Yeah. Uh, it's once, it's, is it monthly, Maureen? Once a month, yeah. Yeah, it's once a month. So it gives you a whole month to read a book and uh, they all vary. Like, I mean, God, genre-wise, it's it's bouncing all over the place and you're bound to find something that you like and maybe other things that uh, you wouldn't read if they weren't suggested. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point about book club is that you read books that normally you would never read. That's the whole point. Yeah. And Jen's finally read my book, haven't you, Jen? I did. Oh, sorry. Uh, yes. Okay. So, uh, yes, I read Maureen's book. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, again, uh, I, I won't get into the cover. It doesn't matter. But Prisms of My Life prisms of my life i really enjoyed i've read the whole thing from start to finish i even read the void again because <laughs> the void is in there um and i can highly recommend it maureen is a very good writer and you will and you'll laugh and you'll 
there's there's a, there's a lot of there's a bit there's pathos in there, Maureen. There's some sad stuff in there. I really enjoyed it, and I think I think our our listeners will too. And you can obviously get on our Bezos website and buy it there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Also, to let you know, in other incredible WTB news, before we go into my goat, Alison June Smith is on tour. Yeah. Alison June Smith is on tour. Um, you will find the dates on her website. Yeah, on the website. Slowly we are posting them. Essentially, it's the cities that Jen has performed in that I will also be doing a show in. Because... Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's lots of dates on there. Uh, go to Alison. Is it AlisonJunesmith.com? Yeah, AlisonJunesmith.com. And please. And you can find out if Alison is performing near you. And if she is, WTB listeners, why wouldn't you want to spend an hour in Alison's company? She's been smashing the living bejesus out of all of the support gigs that she's been doing for me. And yes, do catch Alison on tour early next year. Yeah. You're sweet. Thanks, Jen, for bringing that up. Yeah. Ad- admin's over. Admin's <laughs> over. So, Jen, what is your goat? Don't judge me. Now, you're going to be judging me now, but bloody well wait, okay? This is terrible, isn't it? That's what's got my goat. And, and, and do you know who I blame? Society. <laughs> Well, quick goat, uh, as we've uh, as I've got an appointment, but a very quick goat. Um, I want to just be able to address how few people can make a decent cup of tea. Chloe has given me a cup of tea. Uh, she came in earlier. I don't want to cast aspersions over <laughs> Chloe's ability to make tea, uh, which is, by the, by the way, pretty bad. Um, but this is absolutely one of the worst cups of tea I've had in some time. Um, it is, for a start, it has been made with Warm milk. Warm milk. Not okay. Hot milk in a tea. Absolutely not. It is... It actually looks like coffee. I don't understand how it's managed to look like coffee. It doesn't even look like tea. Like a really milky coffee. Something about hot milk in a tea. It doesn't work. It's got to be cold milk in a tea. You can put warm milk in a coffee, but cold milk in a tea. I need it to be strong. I don't want a super, super milky tea. No, thank you. Yeah. I want it to taste like tea. Everybody, again, I don't want to get personal, but we're going to, let's just take a moment to say that nobody in Chloe's family can make a decent cup of tea. And I don't know what it is because these people are British. Okay. They're very British. Not even British. They're very English. English. They're very English. They're English. Honestly, Chloe's mum shares tea bags, which I'm like, we're not in the war. (laughs) And it's almost like the tea bag just brushes water. And then you're placed Ugh. with a cup of tea with a bit mm-hmm. of milk. What do we put in first, Alison? The milk or the tea? Let's not start the argument because. Oh my god! I I know we we know what the Jen will is her right. head will explode. Uh, I Jen will say put the milk in after. I do sometimes put the milk in first just because I heard you will burn the tea. Okay, I know, I know, I know, I know, Jen. How long yeah. have you lived in this country, Alison? <laughs> Ten years. I mean, you should lose. You should revoke your British citizenship on that. We just got to get our tea right, and then everything will be okay with the world. And I don't think that's too much to ask. Um, so that is what has gotten my goat. Which actually, you know, uh, even though I'm looking at this cup of tea and it's, I'm borderline viscerally angry about it. Um, uh, I've let it go. I've just said to myself, do you know what? Even though I'd been looking forward to that tea, and was going to enjoy drinking that tea whilst we did this record, and I haven't been able to. It's okay. Sometimes tea doesn't meet your expectations and that's okay. In much the same way that every time I order a coffee, it's like, what the fuck is this? Oh, yeah. So. Because what do you, they always order a flat white and you always get a cappuccino, don't you? 
or a latte. Or a latte. I just want a flat white. I agree with you, Joe. Jen, my dad saves tea bags, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, the, we don't have ration We've booklets anymore. Like, We've you can it. move on. Yeah, I like it's a strong genera- cup of tea. It's that generation, though. My dad they sucks just marrow out the bones of chicken. Well, I mean, he can do that as long as he's not making me a cup of tea. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, as long as he's not dipping chicken bones in my tea, get, get to it. Oh dear. Well, anyway, that's 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 the end of this uh, week's episode. And uh, yeah, I've got to go. I've got other things to do. I can't be just chatting. To you you got to make day. a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTB, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Oh, you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that did. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.